What is happening, people? Welcome back to Mustard MMA. We're coming back to you live in Scorchio Tuesday evening. We are a fortnightly MMA show, and uh, we like to get into all the latest news and the goings-on. And we give it a couple of weeks, and it gives us time to uh, get our heads around it and, and come to our opinions. My name's Joe. I'm joined by Matthew. Uh, as always, when the sun is out, Matt gets the vest out to play, and, and here he is. I nearly got my nipples out, so you should count yourself lucky, son. <laughs> Hello there. How are you doing? I'm blinding. I am sweating. But I've been in the office today, so uh, I've not been subjected to it. I've been air-conned up, yeah. air-conned to my eyeballs. But, yes. yeah, it's been good. Um, you, you can't complain, really. You can't grumble when the sun's out, Joseph, can you? It gives you a little spring in your step. Uh, particularly you, I feel like you'll have a bit of the old sun, <laughs> don't you? Big time, yeah. It does make a difference. The only thing... Uh, is for me. I had my car booked in for an MOT today, and I took it round there, quarter to eleven this morning, and it only went and failed, didn't it? So uh, <laughs> I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, I'm two hundred and eighty snot out of pocket today. So uh, if it was, if it weren't sunny, I think I think I'd be right miserable. I swear you get your car checked every month. <laughs> I had something break not too long not too long ago, and. Um, yeah, then the MOT came out. I think, to be fair, it's, it's it might be the first one I've ever failed. Like, failed, failed. Um, so, I'll take it. I've had the car a while. Yeah, t- take the L. That's it, take yeah. <laughs> move on. Wipe my chin and move on. Well, that is bad news, Joseph. That is very bad news. Should we, should we get into some more uplifting stuff? A bit more excitement? UFC at the weekend? The UFC in general? Should we crack on? Let's do it. Like we say, two weeks to get through. And there's a, there's a couple of good bits in here I'm looking forward to. We'll start off before we get into the last London card, or probably fair fair enough to call it last Liverpool. But uh, they're usually at the 0-2, aren't they? So that's what we went with. But yeah, first, Rose Nama Yunas, my favourite fighter. Wei Zhang, the rematch in November 6th. It's booked in. We've just been checking. It is the MSG card, the, the annual MSG New York card, so that'll be a cracker. Probably won't be main event, I'm guessing, Rose v. Zhang. But, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Obviously, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Rose. But, yeah, definitely be interesting to see what Zhang can do uh, after the first performance. Yeah, not main event. It's the Us Man and Colby card. But oh, it's an it. absolute top-to-bottom quality card, that MSG. They always go, go ham on that one, don't they, Josie? <laughs> they do, but certainly do. Miguel Rose, it's, it's going to be... Hopefully, for the from the viewing standpoint, it's a bit more of a back and forth than the first one because it was a bit one-sided over early, wasn't it? And I think Zhang will want to put on a bit of a show here. So I reckon Rose will be in for a war here, but I'd like to see her get it done as well. Obviously, she's everyone's one of their favourite fighters, isn't they? And I know you like her very much so, Joe. So here's hoping Rose gets the job done, defends that belt. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you look at the Joanna rematch, probably similar. She got the job done early in that one. And then Joanna probably came in at the second one thinking, well, I don't want to get finished again, so I better be a little bit more careful. Zhang's probably thinking similar things, so he might well get a five-round bifter out of that bad boy. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we might as well move on. It's going to be a little bit of a re- review show, isn't it? A little bit old school, taking it back. Uh, but, yeah, we had we had the London slash Liverpool card in Las Vegas at the weekend. And, I get, you know, over, overall, I think it was a good night. I think that the, the British fighters came out you know, on top overall, I ain't got the actual stats, but we must have. Uh, the main one, though, main one was a little bit disappointing, weren't it? Big Darren Till up against Derek Brunson. I think I think before we say anything else, I do have to say fair play to Derek Brunson. I thought he looked outstanding, uh, and he got the he got the job done. No worries at all, really. So fair play to him. I think that moves him up to um, 
Just move your face out of the way there, Matt. Moves him up to number four in the rankings there, Derek Brunson. So, yeah, first of all, good effort from Derek. I was quite impressed with him. Yeah, it's, we, don't, we don't really want to start on a sour note in the, the main event coming coming unstuck for the Brits there, but let's get it out of the way, eh? But yeah. Brunson, what a, what a performance. No one seems to be talking about him. They weren't before. They're not really now. It's all about where does Till go from here and yeah. what's gone wrong and all of that sort of stuff, the, the aftermath. But Derek Brunson, 37 years of age, five wins on the bounce, Perennial, perennial gatekeeper uh, for many years down at middleweight, but hey, he's on an absolute tear at the minute. <laughs> and um, as, as disappointed as I am that Darren Till has been beat and he's kind of at a crossroads of where he goes, I'm over, over, the, over the moon for Derek Brunson because who deserves it more than someone who's put in that much time. He's made major changes in his uh, life to, to get to where he is at the minute. And I think I'd love to see him get a title shot. I know, obviously, you've got Whitaker and Adesanya booked, booked in inverted commas, but I'd love to see Brunson get it. I'd love it. Yeah, do you, re- do you reckon he will? Could he be next? I think you've got Cannon here. I mean, Paolo Costa's what, like long long gone out of the mix now, isn't he? So there's not there's not a lot of people there, to be fair. Do you know, could he sneak in above Cannon here? He's got the rematch. Were is he to win? He's got that rematch angle. I don't know how much of an angle it is. I don't think anyone would be like, oh yeah, I've really fancied Derek Brunson in the rematch. Like I don't, you know, you could see him sneaking it on that performance at the weekend. Darren Till, you could argue similar fighter to Adesanya in certain ways. But you know, you wouldn't be like, yeah, definitely, I'm up for this because I think Derek Brunson's going to win. But yeah, what I do think, you reckon? Could he could he sneak in there? I think um, with regards to the actual performance, I think he could take heart in the the old Yan and Izzy fight, can't he? Like yeah, like yeah. many others, I suppose, who are looking at it like that, and he's probably thinking, do you know what? I've improved since the first fight, and I've seen a blueprint how to beat Israel Adesanya. He'll be going in there, bouncing into that fight on a five fight win streak, knowing that he can finish some of the top guys in the division. Whether it happens or not, I think the smart money's on probably him fighting Cannon here, right? Yeah. They don't, they don't really want to... It all depends where you can have the fight in New Zealand, Australia, innit? You're not going to want to do that one behind closed doors or in America, really. Mm. They want to sell out a 90,000-odd, whatever it is they have down there, stadium for that for that part of the world, Whitaker and Adesanya. So maybe if they can't do that, they might try and sneak in a Brunson or a Cannon here versus Adesanya while Whitaker waits. I think yeah. that's the only situation where I can see Brunson sneaking in, but you are putting Izzy and Whitaker 2 in danger if you, you sneak in someone like Brunson, because as we see at the weekend, Brunson ain't, he doesn't seem to be a soft touch like he was in the past, and I think he'll be a, a tricky rematch for the champion. No, absolutely. So I think that takes us on to Darren Till, down to number eight in the rankings now, lost four of his last five. You know, I, I don't think there was... You know, there's not a lot going on in his performance from the weekend. I thought he started okay. First round was okay, kind of what you would have uh, expected. Looked dangerous, like looked like he was gonna, you know, looked like he was threatening definitely. But um, yeah, where does he go from here? Obviously, we can't. We're not going to sit here and break down his performance technically, are we? I think credit to Derek Brunson. Well, I see a lot of people talking about him moving weight divisions, Joe. Before I sort of get into what I think about that, what, what are your thoughts? well-weight, middleweight, and just generally people bouncing around weight divisions when things go a bit awry, get a couple of dodgy results on, on the bounce, and moving up and down weight divisions. What would you make of that generally as a tactic? 
Yeah, I guess, I guess it's up to the the individual, isn't it? Different stages of your career, different circumstances, things like that. I mean, the, we might as well throw it in here. We saw Darren Stewart um, the previous weekend stepping up to light heavyweight against Dustin Jacoby. And again, Darren Stewart, I've, I just, just watched it and um, started really well, Darren Stewart, imposing himself on him. He had um, Jacoby sort of mouth open, breathing a little bit, landed some good shots, but... Jacoby looked like two weight classes above him, so you know. Yes. <laughs> well, he is, yeah. Twenty pounds. Yeah. It's insanity that there's no ninety-five. People bang on about one sixty-five because there's so much, so many bodies down there of a class, but a twenty-pound gap. We saw yeah. when Rockhold went up there. It's just, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Sorry, Joe. Go on. No, you, no, you bang on. You bang on. So um, for Darren Till in particular, I don't think so. I don't think he should go down. I think that the talk has always been that he's going to start, he's going to carry on working his way up. I know it was a bit ambitious back in the day. I think he's going to get the workweight title, move up, get the middleweight, and then move up and get the light heavyweight. You know, you like to hear it, but um, no, I don't. I would stay where he is for now. I, you know, I don't think that's the issue. Yeah, I totally agree. This is only because I see Bisping say it, and I don't know if that's just in the heat of the moment or, or obviously he knows what he's talking about. It's, yeah. Legend, but yeah. I just think that when you look at his four of his last five losses, oh, he's lost four of his last five, hasn't he? Two of those were welterweights anyway, and one was a former welterweight. So I don't think it's the size that is the issue. Um, it's obviously the, the wrestling was an issue there. The wrestling was a bit of an issue in the T-Wood fight. So I don't think it's anything to do with the size, not to mention he's emaciated when he gets on the scales at 170 and he was killing himself to get down there. I don't think in, in a sport where the media in the week after a fight where someone's collapsed on the scales, that bang the drum of we need to do something about weight cutting. And then the next week you've got someone losing in a, in a division and telling them to move down and drop 15 pounds. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. that is, it's a bit weird, but that's MMA and that's just sport and fitness in general. So, but for Darren Till, I think you're absolutely bang on. I think he just needs to fight perhaps a lesser opponent for a couple. He's coming off two major injuries, that knee, uh, less so maybe the collarbone, but still an injury nonetheless. And he was out of action for ages, wasn't he? So God knows what that done to his training. But yeah, I think work your way out. Ever since Cowboy, he's been fighting animals. I mean, he was fighting Wonderboy way before he perhaps should have been and got a win. So he's he's only been, he's, he's such a big name. He's He can only fight big names now. But I think he needs to sort of reset, fight someone down in that 10 to 15 category, maybe work on a wrestler who's not quite as accomplished as Brunson, but someone who's going to offer him the same sort of threat, maybe a Brad Tavares or someone like that, who's down there, been around the block, but he's probably likely going to win. So getting get used to sort of getting back in that wing column and getting a bit more confidence back. Because otherwise, I just, he can't keep fighting. I see people, who did I see today? Uh, Costa and... Who's the Italian player? Vittori. They're all great names and would be great wins and get him straight back in there. But the likelihood of you losing that is way more so. And what's he like, five or six? Then where are you then? So I don't know. It's a difficult one. I think perhaps he needs to sort of check out a little bit. Maybe try new camps. I don't really I don't really want to get into all that. Yeah, I know I'm yeah. not really uh, accomplished to say stuff like that. <laughs> but in terms of who he should fight, I think when you lose that many in a bunch, you probably need to look down rather than up. Yeah, I think so. I think he should do that. And, you know, nothing like too mad, like a, deb- a debutant or something. But I would say probably fight a striker instead. I'd say stay away from a wrestler. Just fight a striker. Have a stand-up fight. Win that. Get your mojo back a little bit. And then and then maybe think about 
think about I don't know testing your weaknesses I, I suppose but you know still still got a lot of time still got the the desire I think so and he Darren Till got got all the skills as well he's still a big lad uh, maybe just a couple of things to work on you know rethink the game plan who knows maybe like you mentioned like I mentioned on the on the last pod actually time off couple of injuries he's had no yeah. time to actually try and get better he's he's spent the whole time trying to play catch up and maybe maybe that's just caught up with him a little bit but uh still a big fan still got my darren seal fight disciples t from back in the day so still on it he's 28 man he's he's a lad he's yeah a, he's a boy he is he's he's coming into his price because he's been around for so long that you expect to have to have achieved something by now but I put in a post yesterday. Bisping was 27 when he was on the Ultimate Fire, and look at how long it took him to get get to the belt. So Till's got plenty of miles on the clock left to to go. So I'm I'm more than confident that he'll reach his goal of becoming a champion. It just uh, might take a little bit longer, and and not the the clear path that he first suspected it would be. Yeah. What about Jack Shorten? Moved to like super early on the card. He was on the prelims, wasn't he? Champion. You know, we're just talking about champ potential. Jack Shaw looks like he, he could definitely be one of those. I think, what was that? Did he move to 15-0 uh, with that win against Ludwig Shalinian, who was a last-minute replacement, to be fair to him. Put on, a, put on a good effort. I think Jack Shaw walked the fight. Probably a little disappointed he didn't find a finish, but he was a tough bastard, Shalinian, so fair play to him. But uh, everyone is super impressed with Jack Shaw, aren't they? The commentators, the, what do you call them, analysts, all those type of people, super impressed with him. I was as well. I'm sure you were as well. So, uh, again, it's a conversation we have quite often, similar to the one we just had about Darren Till. I think uh, DC in the commentary said that he thinks Jack Shaw should go and fight a top 15 person now after this. You know, I think you probably know where I, I would lean. I'd say I'd say go in an opposite direction. I think if you go against someone in the top 15 uh, with this much sort of hype around you and get a win, you're in the top 10. If you win that, you're fighting someone in the top five, someone like uh, a Giga Chikadze and, and people like that who, who smashed uh, Edson Barboza. Or is that he's a, he's a weight class? He, he's down at bantamweight, uh, old Shorey boy. Course, yeah, sorry, but even so, yeah, exactly. Sandhagen, uh, you know, Dillashaw, people like that in in the top five. So, you know, once you get there, you're like, oh shit, three fights ago, I was fighting Ludwig Shalinian on the prelims uh, last minute. Do you know what I mean? So. For me, I, I wouldn't be, I, you know, I'd be looking to get at least two more in against this type of opponent. Yeah, I, I like, like when you're going there. I'd perhaps like to see him against like a, somebody who's not in the top 15, but who we, someone who we know, perhaps who used to be in the top 15, maybe yeah. a veteran, someone of that nature. But like you say, you've got people like O'Malley who aren't even in the top 15, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. O'Malley likes to fight fighters that aren't ranked. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah sure might be an answer. But... It's very difficult, isn't it? Because you see someone like Cyril Garn, who uh, a couple of fights ago, not even near it. Yeah, and now yeah, he's the interim yeah. champion. So if, you, if you're good enough, you can fight those. But at the same time, you're, you're putting yourself at risk for stunting the growth of some of these fighters. And someone who's young as Jack Shaw, what is he? 26? 26, I think. Oh, okay. Not that young at all, then. Yeah. Well, it is, it is young, isn't prospect, it? I thought he was like a 22, 23-year-old. But even so, he's... I think he's got a lot of experience, obviously, on the casualist thing, like much of them do. Uh, he's been in the UFC now for about three or four fights. It's very impressive. Barely lost a, a minute. I know it was a split decision win in his last fight, but as Yeah, yeah. Bit of an odd one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in top 15, you know. 
Yeah. I think I think he is ready, but like you say, you are you once you're in, you're in sort of thing. Well, let me have a With, yeah. Let me have a look then. I've actually got the rankings here straight on, up. Come on. Bad Bro, news, top 15. So 15, Song Yudong, Cody Stamen 14, Marlon Vera, Asun Sal, Marab, Dominic Cruz 10. Mm, Maybe not. Tough. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot who would... Is Casey Kenny not knocking around in there? Someone like that, maybe? <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's not in there, actually. You would, yeah, yeah, someone like that. Someone who used to be in there who's had some of them and them gatekeeper fights and didn't really get over the line and has fallen back out against someone like that. What am I seeing sure against uh, even Nathaniel Wood, when he comes back battle of Britain, I've always been banging the yeah, drum on that one. You love That'd that be fight. A great fight. Both of them contrasting styles, obviously sure. Well-rounded as you get, but excels in the grappling. When you watch him, it's just seamless in it. It's quite beautiful to watch. Uh, Wood on the other hand, striker throwing kicks a lot. So that'd be a really intriguing matchup. One you can bang on a potential Wales card or anywhere in Britain or in Europe for that matter. So something like that for me. Yeah, let's go for him. The prospects ensure. Good win for Meatball as well. Back on the, back in the win column. As always, exciting fight. You get plenty of entertainment. Yon Kim, so hopefully get on a bit of a roll now. The Meatball. Sorry, see what I did there? I did. It was very clever. How long have you been working on that all day? <laughs> yeah. That was a cracking fight, wasn't it? That was... Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, mental, isn't she? Yeah. That was class. Yeah. Just walking forward, that was everything you'd expect from it. And uh, I don't think anything was beating her Saturday night. No matter what you threw her, that head butted. As you're sort of uh, watching behind the sofa at times because you thought she's got caught on the way in. But uh, to overcome that was just sensational. A sensational performance with her back against the wall. And I'm more than pleased for her. Brilliant stuff from her. And another scouser, Paddy Pimlet, making his debut up against Luigi Vendramini. Absolutely fantastic name there from the Brazilian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Paddy Pimlet picks up the uh, first round take TKO. Uh, got it a couple of times, didn't he? And uh, you know, could have could have gone the other way, but he done well. It's just like en- fantastic entertainment uh, and plenty of antics before and after as well. I know you're a big fan of those. And the, the Barney, it, it really is an acquired taste, isn't it? But uh, I've, got, I've got to respect him for it. Well, yeah, he's... I'll tell you, when you know someone's sort of capturing the, the imagination, I've had two messages in WhatsApp groups today from people who don't watch fighting asking, what's he like? Yeah. Um, this is just before we come on today, was mentioning a couple of memes she'd seen. So, obviously, he's very Instagrammable, and he is crossing over which is and, and i think he knows what he's doing he's been around the game for for so long he knows what's required he's got the personality um it seems like he's got the skills to back it up as well and he's he's coming in with some big words isn't he joseph he is he's, he's the new cash cow and stuff like that calling himself well basically the new conor mcgregor that's yeah do you think that the big question is joe is he do you think he's actually got the skill set, do you think he's got, I mean, he's certainly got the personality and the, I can't think of the word, the X factor, I suppose, um, that makes superstars. Does he have it in his hands and his feet and and his skill set? You mentioned he got dropped to once and that could be a bit costly against someone who's perhaps a little bit more sizable and decorated in the stand-up game. Do you think he could be the master of his own downfall with his fan-friendly style? Potentially, potentially. I would think once it gets a little bit more serious, maybe, he might go in with a bit more of a rounded game plan, use his, his grappling, because he's got a, he's got good grappling and that as well, isn't he? But uh, in terms of you know the next cash cow, potentially could be, 
I just think if you're looking at McGregor as the example, and McGregor had all the chat, all the flamboyance, like he had everything, didn't he? But that run that he went on, all the way up until like the Aldo fight, even the Diaz one that he lost, Eddie Alvarez, like anyone will do well to replicate that. I think to, to just tear through that division, win a belt, start Jose Aldo in seconds, you know, and win the second belt. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Despite what uh, you people may say about Connor, that's uh, some good going. Oh, well, that's, 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 yeah, that's never going to happen again. That's once-in-a-lifetime stuff, the way he come in and just completely transcended the sport. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he's got. he's certainly going to go on a run for the next year or two, uh, depending on who he fights. But it's such a big jump, isn't it? That division is just packed yeah. and hopefully develops the way. Because a couple of years ago, when he's fighting Nad Narimani and the, the like, Soren back and not winning, he's developed so much since then in such a short, short space of time, what, two or three years? If he continues that progression of development, who knows, he may actually be championship material. So hopefully you, uh, keep your eye on him. But I think we're in a position with him where if he is that popular and the UFC do want him to be a cash cow, there's no room for uh, hanging around. They're going to push him as quickly as possible. And which, as we bang on about every other week, Joseph, that we're, we're not too keen on, on <laughs> rushing these fights. We like the steady, steady approach. I know I certainly do. But we'll see. It's one to... You, Liverpool might get their, their first UFC champion. Uh, and it not be Darren Till, so who knows? Yeah, imagine that. I mean, that'd be a good story. I mean, fair play to him. Hopefully, hopefully he does. Uh, you know, it'd be it'd be a good story. Um, so I guess there was a slight disappointment on the card. Uh, sort of honorary Brit, Lithuanian. I actually used to live above a Lithuanian family. Very nice, very nice people. Um, but yeah, Modestas Bukowskis lost to Khalil Roundtree Jr. Second round TKO. And we said, didn't we, last week, again, you you, you can be careful against Khalil because you never know. He could come out and he could put on a show. And to be fair to the man, I think he did. I think he looked fantastic. Just looked, looked threatening, didn't he? Just looked dangerous with his um with his shot. So, yeah, unfortunately, Modestas lost three in a row now. But as you mentioned last week, just three absolute monsters so early on in his USC career. It is a bit mad. The Crouton has obviously gone on to great things. Alexei Chuk, who's an absolute monster. And now Khalil Roundtree, who on his, on his day... He's capable of putting in performances like he did at the weekend. Yeah, obviously the the win come via that oblique kick, which just completely blew out the knee, all bits and bobs of the I knee. Think, so I think he's he, done his, uh, is it MCL, PCL and... Some, ACL. ACL. <laughs> done them all. For set. All the CLs, man. They're, <laughs> they're gone, which is... I'm sure we'll get into it shortly, but let's just big up Khalil a little bit, because obviously I think I think we should take a little bit of well, a blame because we were bigging up Modestus and uh, basically writing off Khalil last time we <laughs> yeah. spoke about it. So it is down to us, so Khalil, give us a little little present for getting, getting you over the line there, son. But he looked dominant. And even before that oblique kick, I thought Modestus was, was in trouble a lot when he... He was actually looking all right when he when he was throwing, but he was just on the on the back foot the whole time. And Khalil just looked so comfortable and dangerous and fair play to him. It's a, it's a great win for him with his back against the wall as well. Not yep. just Modi, who was 2-0 and um, 0 in his last two. Khalil was as well. So, big, big win for him. Joe, are you back on the Khalil train? No, you said you're off it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? He certainly didn't come out and fight like a Muay Thai fighter. He looked like an MMA fighter. 
and a very good one at that. So I think that's probably a better direction to go in, to be honest. Uh, in so, MMA? In MMA, yeah. it, might, <laughs> it might help, you know, it might help. So With that with that on uh, on Modi, I mean, do you think they should give, give him a little slack, cutting him after, like you say, three monsters and... You're going to be out for a year. You'd like to think he's looked after a little bit there. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. And I think if you look at the three opponents that he has fought recently, how many fights did he have before that in UFC? One? Two? Yeah, he won his debut yeah. and then he, he lost the next three. I think uh, there's 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 plenty in that division outside of Crew, Alexi, Chuk, however you say it, and Roundtree that you could give him and he would show you like a lot of potential like you know i think there's plenty there like you said i do, I do think he does look good he looks good you know but, but um thrown to the walls comes yeah. to mind there doesn't it so uh, cut, cut the boys some slack but hopefully he's not he's not cut because i think that'd be a a, a pill upon a pill to swallow there yeah, it would. been out for a year and one would, would you make the oblique kicks joe um obviously there's a lot of chat about yeah. it. your thoughts do you think it's just something that we're just being I don't know, that we're just not used to seeing it, much like some of the other techniques, and it should be banned. I, I personally think it's a little bit dirty, but what can you do? Yeah. It's a fucking dirty sport, isn't it? Yeah. I th- I, yeah. I think, you know, I probably would agree with you on that. I'm not, not the biggest fan, but, like, really, worse things happen it, like in, in fights in, in, in lots of ways, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously a legitimate technique, isn't it? And uh, clearly, if it if you land it, it's, it's super effective as well. So I guess at the end of the day, that's that's the point. That's what they're in there for to test these techniques. Um, it's a shame because you know, like when um, Weidman broke his leg, or Anderson Silva broke his leg, or when uh, Jacare broke his arm. It's like that's not how I like to see a fight finish. That's not really a satisfying conclusion for me. Uh, but I guess at the end of the day, if you can kind of incapacitate your opponent, if that would be the right word, then that is the name of the game, really, isn't it? It is. I, yeah, it is. It is like, it, no one wants to see it end like that, but fair play to Khalil. I mean, when it first happened, I was like, that's because I wanted Modi Bukaskas to win. Um, but I thought, this is a bit... I've never liked it when John Jones does it, but I've never actually seen a knee blow out quite like that from that yeah. technique before, which I think has generated such heat because of that because we've never seen it before. Um, I was always sort of on the... What's the difference? That blows your knee out as well, but you can tap to a heel hook. Um, but I suppose the heel hook you've got defence for, and it's up to the coaches and the fighters now, I suppose if the oblique kick is going to remain legal to come up with a counter to the... A bleed kick, isn't it? You've got to learn yeah. how to deal with it. Much like the pesky calf kicks. There's a pesky bleed kick in, the, <laughs> in there now. So it's going to be a tricky one. But the, we normally lord new techniques in the sport. So let's, yeah. let's get on board with the evolving one and the evolving sport and then just have to get over it, Joseph, haven't we? It's yeah. just a tough build to swallow for them all. I think we'll have to see. I think if uh, you end up in a situation where, you know, every week, every other week on big big cards, big fights, people are going in and just snapping people's knees like that. And, you know, they're starting to accumulate. Maybe the USC would look at it and be like, this isn't, you know, how we want fights to end. But uh, like you say, that might even be the first time we've ever really seen it happen in that exact 
scenario. So it's probably a little yeah, a little bit early doors to be calling it off. But I think we can round out this card, Matthew, on a nice note. So we spoke about, you know, we thought uh, Darren Till might be the next uh, British USC champion. That was the that was the plan, wasn't it, a, a couple of years ago. And then you're looking at, well, maybe Paddy Pimlet. Maybe he's going to be the, the, the next Scouse champion, the first Scouse champion. You've got Jack Shaw in there arguing about, yeah, maybe he could be the, the next champion. He could be the first, the next, if you like, British champion. But round out this 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 review with Tom Aspinall, who certainly in that heavyweight division is is pulling up twigs or sticks. I, I don't know. I think there's a saying in there somewhere. Pulling up trees. Pulling right. up trees. <laughs> he's he's outside the top fifteen at the moment. He's only going for twigs. But uh, <laughs> up against he's the polar. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> up against the polar bear, an old favourite of ours, Sergei Spivak. I mean. I mean, he just walked through him, really, didn't he? Elbows, short little elbows, nice little, nice technique. Dropped him, finished it from there. Uh, so I think, you know, Aspinall's on our wavelength in a lot of ways after the fight. He's talking about he wants to take his time. He's not ready for the big boys yet. Straight up, come out and said, I'm not ready for those big boys yet. Uh, I've got to take my time. I've, I don't think he's even, what is it, second round? I think it's the furthest he's gone, if that. I'm not, I'm not even sure if he's made it that far yet. So needs plenty of time, plenty of experience, but definitely potential wise you know he's got the size he's got uh, he's got like fighting family his old man's a jiu-jitsu black belt got all that uh, experience behind him as well so I think you're looking at Tom Aspinall as being a real good contender you know you're eyeing up perhaps in the future a Cyril Garn match Cyril Garn Tom Aspinall that'd be probably one of the sort of most technical quick heavyweight fights you've ever seen in the UFC so plenty of good things to come round the corner nice not an easy win at the weekend but a nice comfortable win probably got hit less than he has done in, in his, all of his previous fights so maybe he's, he's getting better at being a little bit more elusive but yeah what did you make of it? I love, I love Tom Aspinall I do <laughs> um, not, not just because he is all over the slow build because we go on about it every time yeah, yeah. and I, I did take a little bit of a little wry smile to myself because you see people doing it all the time, pushing them to the moon on Instagram, and he just shut it down. And like, no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm not ready. His call out was uh, Wagoy Evenoff. Oh, great call out! Great, not the sexiest call out, is it? So you've got to love that. So yeah, I love him. His his interview. If you haven't seen it, it was just humble, down to earth. Loved it. Every bit of it. And he cried when he got his 50k bonus. It just shows you he's just the most the polar opposite of. We're talking about Paddy Pimlet yeah. earlier, just flying, <laughs> flying in like a wrecking ball on the cash cow, blah, 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 which is nothing wrong with. No. Uh, nothing wrong with. It's just a completely different uh, contrast in styles. Uh, I'm just leaning towards the Tom Aspinall style a little bit more, I think, because obviously that's way more relatable. And, I, I, yeah, I, I, everything about him, I was a bit apprehensive when he first came in because I think he beat a blue, blue up middleweight or something. It was just basically a fat middleweight the person he bought. <laughs> thought, right? Am uh, I right, is that? Yeah, that, yeah, it does ring a bell, yeah. And, and he went through him. I was like, okay, fair enough. Uh, and then he just kept battering everyone. And Arlovsky, so, obviously, it was a good win, wasn't it? Arlovsky was a good win, but even then, there were still question marks. Yeah. Like Arlovsky was champion in like 2002 sort of thing. And, <laughs> yeah. But to beat a ranked top 15 opponent with such consummate ease without really breaking a sweat with just a, a natural movement, which he did not see coming at all, Spivak. And it's just, it was just seamless, and it was just a beautiful finish. And 
I'm more than happy for him. It was a fantastic result, and I'm all over the sl- uh, slowly, slowly uh, approach. Get even off in there, even even off jumping a few spaces, so maybe he won't go that quick. Yeah, that video of him when he got the call to, or someone got the call and they let him know he got the fifty grand. Great video. Yeah. If it's one thing that gets me going, it's happy tears. Uh, I, I, I was I was almost in tears myself watching it. I can't help myself. Fantastic stuff. And uh, which I suppose begs the question, Joseph, of the weekend, let's remove Leon Edwards from this, because obviously he's not fine at the weekend. Who's most likely to become champion? Uh, and first, if there's more than one, what would you see happening with the the Brits from the weekend? Do you know what? I would have to say, because the heavyweight division is uh, kind of loosey-goosey, you can be there and then you can be down and then you can be right back there again. It's knockouts, left, right and centre. I think Tom Aspinall's got the skills, definitely. You know, I think Tom Aspinall's got it all there, mentality, to go on and win a title in the heavyweight division. And I also think, like I say, because it's the heavyweight division, he could get there, lose, come back, beat a couple of people and be right in there again. I would fancy Jack Shaw, but I think that division's just absolute madness. I don't know how you can... I mean, I don't know how I, without even like knowing him, not that intimately, I don't know how I could come out and say, yeah, I fancy Jack Shaw on the basis of what I seem to go on and win the bantamweight title against your man like Pete, uh, Peter Yan, TJ Dillashaw, Aljamain Sterling, all these all these people. Do you know? You know, I think he's potentially got the chops there. That would just be a very bold statement, I think, from me. So uh, it would have to be Aspinall. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I think you make a good point in that even when you get beat. You're only a couple away. I mean, Overeem was on the cusp of the shot <laughs> yeah. every six months, I think. So <laughs> I think he's got the most chance to get there soonest. And I've got to agree, Joe. I think they've, the majority of them have the potential. But out of the two you pick, Jack Shaw, I think, won't happen yet. No, there's just too many too many geezers in the way. There is. There's too many animals. There's, there's a lot uh, of geezers. Vets or prospects who are a little bit ahead of him. So, um, But who knows? You never know. He might have some... What's the worst sort of astronomical rise to the title and beat yeah. Dominic Cruz and get in there, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But Tom Aspinall, I think he's only a few away. I don't think they're going to go as slow as they want. If he knocks out someone like Ivanov, who's historically very, very durable, don't get knocked out. If he goes in there, starts him in the first minute, they're going to top five him. So, uh, yeah, Tom Aspinall for me. And I've got to say, I think the star of the show for me. Yeah, just look, he's moved up to number 11 in the rankings, Tom Aspinall. Uh, even I've gone down to 13 once you win that. To be fair, if he beats Ivanov, you, you've still got uh, Augusto Sakai, I'd fancy him. Marcin Taipura, been on a great run. You know, wouldn't mind that fight. Jezinho Rosenstreich, who I, you know, I'm still a fan of, but I wouldn't mind that fight. But, uh, Dal- yeah. Dalkus is fighting someone, isn't he? Is it Dalkus and Taipura? Maybe. Possibly, yeah. Dalkus is 10, and I, I quite like Dalkus. I think he's got that uh, that youthful exuberance to him a little bit as well, so I'd maybe not do that one. I think Asmol could beat him, but, yeah, I'd probably, you know, I think that, I think there's better names in there. Yeah, I think, I think we'll see him in the title shot within 18 months, to be honest. It's just whether or not Francis is still holding that belt, so it might be a little bit of a tricky one there, but even if he did lose that, he'd come back strong, I think. So, yeah. Aspinall, star of the show, but fair play to all the Brits of the weekend. It was a fantastic night of fights. Obviously, you've got to sit through the gump 
<laughs> for about an hour between times, which yeah. was a bit of a stretch when I was watching at seven through to half eleven. But yeah, great night fights. Can't complain. Definitely. So I just want to give a, our shout out of the fortnight, which may or may not become a regular thing. We'll have to see how we get on. But uh, Gerald Mearshart, he actually fought on the card last weekend. Great name again. I think he was on a two, two, two or three losing streak. And, you know, he, he's one that gets thrown to the wolves quite a lot. But he's, no, actually, he won his last fight. So this is, two, he lost a couple before that, won his last one. And he was up against Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, you would have seen him fight. He's Uzbekistani. Um, and he won with a flying knee finish on the Poirier-McGregor card against Andrew Sanchez, I believe it was. I think he's coming in the UFC, three, three fights, three wins, two stoppages. And um, he paced up Gerald Mishart in the first round, rocked him two, three, four times, and Mishart hung, hung in there, uh, wore him down, took his gas away from him, came back second round, landed some good shots himself, and then got him down and, and rear naked chokes admitted him. So absolutely fantastic. New dad as well. He just had a kid recently before that weekend. So shout out of the fortnight to Gerald Mishart. I'm loving this little uh, this new section of the show, Joseph. I mean, you, you've got to love a grizzly old lad. Old dad. Um, He's got probably got the dad bod going on. Always a legendary name as well. So yeah. he's got this full package. I mean, if Paddy Pimlet ain't the new cash cow, he's my cash cow. <laughs> Push him to the moon, you have. So did you see that? Um, I think Pettis had like five grand on him or something at like four to one, and oh, really? he won him bundle. Yeah, as his teammate. Yeah, so mate, winners all round there. So yeah, shout out to Mearshart, top name. Definitely, and he's he's um. Paul Felder was commentating that one, actually, and they trained together for years, so Felder went in and got to interview him, so that was a good moment right. as well. And I think to wrap it up, that is, uh, you know, I think there's a card coming up in a couple of weeks, and I'm not sure if there's even anyone announced, I think Anthony Smith's on that one. But so we can have a look at that after that happens. I think we're going to finish on a little bit of Leng here. I did spot in, in the build-up to the episode. So we've got uh, a lot of celebrity boxing matches, kind of uh, old people coming out of retirement to put on fights as well. Uh, one I noticed in the works, Chuck Liddell up against Mike Tyson, boxing on Triller, potentially in the works. What do you think of this one? Uh, yeah. Could be, could be, I'll just preface this, could be absolute bullshit because I, I, I think Matt's had a look, he can't even find anything about it online. So, But nevertheless, never the less, Matthew. Um, there could be a serious injury <laughs> in that Triller ring, yeah, when, when Tito Ortiz is knocking you out in the first round, <laughs> year, a couple of years ago, what do you think Mike Tyson's going to do to you? I, no, I really hope he's ain't true. It's a complete uh, negligence, if you ask me, Joseph. But I'll be rooting for Chuck. Imagine he got it done. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Actually went out and sparked Mike Tyson. I'm, well, here's a question for you, Joseph. Chuck, Chuck Lydell, sorry, yep. Chuck Lydell yep. and Mike Tyson, would you rather see that, knowing the inevitable outcome? Yeah. Or would you rather see Chuck Lydell and Jake Paul, knowing the inevitable outcome? What, that Jake so Paul you, would beat him in a boxing match? I think he'd, he'd probably knock him out. <laughs> yeah, probably. So you've got the sort of... Yeah, I see where you're going. Of losing to Jake Paul on there. Yeah. Or you've actually got the seriously worrying health issues of losing to Mike Tyson in there. I mean, obviously, you've got to think you'd rather him lose to a YouTuber for health reasons. But that mark on his record would be it'd be too much, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be irreversible, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think you go with Tyson, don't you? I think 
to be fair, getting sparked by Tyson is a story all of us wouldn't mind telling as long as we were okay afterwards. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's quite, the big caveat, isn't it? Quite big, it's as long as. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be a step too far if they made that. I mean, they are making a, a bit of a, a mad one this weekend, but Tyson Lydell, that's, that just takes the biscuit. It does. This, should, we, should we try one this weekend, Joe? Yeah, because you, you stuck this in just, just before we start started the uh, pod, actually. And what the original, actually, um, what's his name? Oscar Oscar, Oscar thingy. Delahoya. Delahoya, that's it, sorry. Uh, up, against, up, against, <laughs> up against Vitor Belfort. I remember hearing about this. I didn't realise it was so close. And it was... Um, I wouldn't have minded that one, to be fair. I think that's quite interesting. Similar ages. I think Delahoya's a bit older. Maybe he lived a bit harder. But Delahoy was a superb world champion boxer, Vitor Belfort. Uh, you know, world champion in, in, in MMA, not a boxer, but I was kind of excited for that. Delahoy's pulled out. I can't believe I can't believe the name that uh, you've thrown in there as a replacement. Big Evander Holyfield. Joseph. What, what, how do you replace Oscar Delahoya, who I'm a, was, what, a lightweight, welterweight, with Evander Holyfield? Mayweather. Yeah. Evander Holyfield fought Tyson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, crazy. He is 10 years older. Uh, Oscar's at 48. Evander Holyfield pushing 60. He's 58. Nearly got his free bus pass. And now he's <laughs> fighting Vitor Belfort. You seen, have you seen Vitor recently? No, but I would imagine he's old school Vitor. He is on the juice, oh, bruv. He's on of course he is. the absolute sauce. <laughs> He's been necking Sriracha all day long. <laughs> so this should be a really interesting one. Um, I, I've got to say... Um, Surely, to be guessing. fair, if Holyfield lands, he's got to still have it, and he, even at 58, surely just the the muscle memory of throwing that right hand properly. Well, well Vitor was a, quite a decent boxer himself. He was quite quick. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I'm trying to break this down, but... <laughs> It's, it's intriguing, and mate, I'm. I think they're doing some jokes, things, Triller. I'd slate them before, but I've been interested in every card that they've done of late for the last couple. Uh, Holyfield and Belfort. It's this weekend. There's no UFC. Let's have it. This is the one. This is the one. Yeah, tough one. Tough one. That fifty-fifty. <laughs> Hold on, two seconds. I'm just trying some odds. Cool. Feel free to cut this out. <laughs> Who would be favourite? <sighs> I mean, I don't know any of the rules. I don't know the rounds. I don't know anything like that. You probably put... Like, um, is Evander, was he even a stand-in? Or was he just, is he just sort of got up off, off his yeah, couch yeah. as a 58-year-old? <laughs> Has fought since whoever he last fought. Uh, oh, yeah, on that card, Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz. Oh. In a boxing match. I think David Hayes on there as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, I did see, yeah, I saw that, yeah. But no odds, sadly. No, it's, it's, like, it's like a um, like a variety show or something, isn't it? Like a circus, almost. <laughs> it's, exactly it's, a bit, it's a bit disrespectful, isn't it, I suppose, but uh, it's fun, isn't it? Like, to be fair, I've seen a lot, I think they put a lot of YouTubers and stuff on there. Like, I see, I see a, a, a clips of them, like, having a go at each other at the press conferences and I, you know, I think I think we speak for both of us when I say we stay away from that. But uh, Chuck Liddell, Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Belfort, Anderson Silva, um, Tito—that's the most legit of the one. Yeah, which is it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would expect Anderson to wipe the floor with him, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's once weight favourite with Joseph. We've got to wrap up on that, Leng, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a fun one. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. We let, them, let them know where they can find us, Joseph, where we loiter around. <laughs> we are Mustard MMA. Thank you very much for listening. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, Mustard MMA, and at the Mustard MMA. Also, check out mustardmma.com. We're available on all your usual podcast providers. So, if you can leave a little like or something along those lines, that'd be much appreciated. Otherwise, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Enjoy. Yeah.